Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are fans of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. Que paso? Cumsi uh, cumsa. Okay. I feel like we went from Spanish to French. Yeah, I don't know anything about French except cigarettes and baguettes. And a menage a trois. <laughs> oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. However, I've been doing like Duolingo in Swedish, so I'm getting pretty good at that. Nice. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent off of your thing, which I think is perfect segue for a tangent, we're doing our top five creepy kids. And let me tell you, we got some creepy fucking kids. So I, I, I think I, yeah, I started the last one, so we'll just jump right into this. Number five. Top five. Going back to 2008. Way, way back. Oscar and Eli. Let oh. the right one in. Ah, so you went with the Swedish version. I went with the Swedish version. I did. A so that actually wasn't actually a good tan- uh, segue. So there you go. That was a stretch. Because I said I was learning Swedish, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's a stretch, yeah, but it yeah, works. Uh, now, originally I did see the, the remake first, but then I, yeah, I, I went too. back. Yeah, I, f- I found this one a little more unsettling. It's very unsettling. Yeah, so Oscar is a peculiar, oft-bully child who finds friendship in Eli a newcomer who is also peculiar in her own ways. The remake is good, obviously, but I highly recommend the original Swedish version. Come for the vampires. Stay for a nice dip in the pool. <laughs> uh, it, did um did you watch the dubbed version? or did you, is, um, or is, is there a dubbed version, or is it only subtitled? This was subtitled. Okay, that's the one I saw, too. You're underwater in the pool, and it's like screaming from above. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so basically she's a vampire, led to believe she's hundreds of years old, but she still acts like a kid. Like, she she hit a threshold, and she's not maturing. Right. And befriends this weirdo kid, basically, and they become inseparable. I think they fall in love, maybe, kind of, yes. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, but um, it, it, it's sweet. In a you know murdery type of way. Well, I th- I think she was you know protecting Oscar. Yeah, oh, yeah. I believe. Oh, I I a hundred percent say that 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 part of the movie was that was cool. Yeah, I mean that poor kid went through some shitty stuff. Yeah. Didn't he take like a twig to the dick or a stick to the dick or something like that? Like. Yeah, that's not good. They were threatening yeah, no. to poke his eyes out if he couldn't hold his breath for three minutes. I can barely hold my breath for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely enjoyable. I like the, the remake as well. Mm-hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz, right? Yes. The pool scene, which we keep talking about, was listed as one of the scariest moments in horror on the Shudder series there. Mm-hmm. And within good reason. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool. All right. So my number five. We're going to go back back in time some more we're gonna go back to the 60s we're gonna go 1960 i originally saw the remake of this first so i decided to give the original a good uh good college try and i actually it was really really good 1960s 
Village of the Damned. Oh, damn. David Zellaby, I believe, is the uh, the leader of the Alien Children. Did you see the remake? I did. There's a couple remakes, isn't there? Uh, well, there was Village of the... There was this, there was Village of the Damned, there was a sequel, Children of the Damned. I don't know... I only know about, like, the 1995... Well, it like, wasn't, uh, was. Nicole Kidman, she was in The Others. Wasn't that loosely based yeah. off of this as well? I Maybe. Possibly. So it's this village of Midwich. Basically, everyone kind of falls asleep. This scientist, George Zellaby, is like on the phone with his brother-in-law, who's like a member of like the military. Like everyone in the whole entire village just falls asleep. And of course, his brother-in-law is is like, "Hey, like, let we gotta go check on him." So as soon as you cross like the the border, like you fell asleep. Like it was weird. What a boring town. Yeah, so a few hours later, everybody wakes up, and, you know, next thing you know, every woman in, like, the village is pregnant. Ooh. They all give birth to the same, like, blonde-haired, like, super smart, like, kids that are growing at a substantial rate. Like, everyone is, like, when they were supposed to be four months, like, they, they were, like, eight months pregnant. Mm. It was, it was, and their intelligence is... Same thing, like, you know, they're four years old, they're they're already at, like, a 12-year-old freaking mindset or whatever. Now, I had to say, when you wake up, you're like, why are you pregnant? Well, that was the thing. So, mm. they, 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 went f- they went from, like, each husband, they went through, like, four different husbands where they, like, broke the news, and it went from, like, oh, my God, that's amazing, we're pregnant, to, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids all pretty- come out blonde, you're like, uh, find the one blonde guy in the town i don't know mary (laughs) some shit to say about this oh now joseph come on i'm telling you god fucked me last night he fucked me good and now we're gonna have a baby his name gonna be jesus uh are you pretty sure you ain't fucking around again no no i'm the virgin mary (sighs) yeah so they all have this power that can basically their eyes like glow and they you know, can force people to do shit they don't want to do. They're bidding. Like, like make a guy drive into a brick wall or make a guy shoot his head off with a shotgun. Those are two not and, things that you want to do. And George Zellaby, whose son is the ringleader of all of this, you know, basically asked them because he's a teacher as well. So he asked them and he's like, hey, is there life on like other planets? And they all just kind of look at each other they're like, mm, no, I'd like to plead the fifth. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it, it, it's really cool. Like the effects of like the glowing eyes. I guess they they took like a negative, they put like a negative image like on it and like strapped their heads so like they wouldn't move and got their eyes to glow or something like that. I don't know. Seems like kind of barbaric, but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, special effects have come a long way. Now you could just you just put a filter on your phone and your eyes do the glow. <laughs> You can do that on your TV now, apparently. You can put filters on your TV. Oh, boy. I I mean, as we're Uh, zooming right now, there's a list of, like, 15 apps that we can use on Zoom. And I imagine there's all super crazy effects and dumb shit that we would never even think to use. Also, David's mom, played by Barbara Shelley, she's a smoke show for 1960. Just saying. Nice. Okay. Barbara Shelley. My number four. So this was from 1984, originally published in the March 1977 issue of Penthouse, 
which you could buy for $1.50 back then. Later, it was published in Night Shift, a short story collection from Stephen King. Now, at least is one of my favorite books. I have a copy that's held together with, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, scotch tape. Because, you know, I want it to be clear so I can still see what remains of the bind. But, like, I've read it so many times that it's it's almost unreadable because it's coming apart. But at least ten of those stories were turned into movies. Sometimes more than once. This one in particular. So, uh, actually coming out pretty soon. The Boogeyman. One of my favorite stories from that. Strawberry Spring. That was recently turned into a podcast series. Creepshow has adapted Grey Matter. And we're currently up to 11 movies in this corny franchise. Children of the Corn. Creepy kids, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of creepy kids in this, but we're going to focus on Isaac and Malachi. Great soundtrack. Who's like 30, score. by the way? <laughs> like, the actor was like 30. Was he? He was. Oh, Jesus. Well, he was a small person? Yeah, I uh, think so. Uh, great score by Jonathan Elias. We've got a frumpy Linda Hamilton in this. Peter Horton. She was frumpy. Yeah, I think that she could have picked a better outfit, but it was 1984. I, I, I feel like frumpy outfits and big hair. Courtney Gaines. He's the sheriff in Sweet Home, Alabama. But back then, he was Malachi. We've got a John Philbin. It's his 19th birthday, so they're going to sacrifice him, and he's willing to do so. He played Chuck in Return of the Living Dead. Robbie oh, Kiger, awesome. Patrick from Monster Squad. He plays one of the the good kids, not a creepy kid. I spy with my little eye something that begins with C. Corn? Yeah, wow, you're good. Vicky and Bert are a married couple traveling across the United States when they come across Gatlin, Nebraska, a small religious town where there are no adults. He who walks behind the road. I saw this movie on WLVI Channel 56 when I was way too young to see it, and it creeped the fucking shit out of me. And then I later read the uh, the story in Night Shift, and it creeped me out again, even though I, well, I didn't know it was going to happen, because the, the book, the story, it plays out a little different. Yeah, I got I have the Night Shift up there, so I got I to gotta read that. Dude. Every single story in that is great. There's a reason why there's so many adaptations from that. I mean, you get two versions of Maximum Overdrive. There's a story called Trucks. They yeah. they made a movie called Trucks, and then obviously Stephen King did Maximum Overdrive. All right, so my number four mm-hmm. oh. from 1984. Yes. Our first double. Like, now. I can't believe this is the first double, but it's a double double because it's the same movie. Same movie, Children of the Corn. Isaac. See, I feel like you could go with I. Yeah, Isaac and Malachi. Isaac was played by John Franklin. Yeah, like it blew my mind when I read that he was like twenty nine years old when, Bes- when he did that movie. Besides Eve and and Job, every single kid in this whole movie is creepy. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, you just literally just went over everything. There's no need to really cover that yes. so uh for nostalgia's sake i'm gonna have to pick up that penthouse yeah i'm sure you could find it on ebay somewhere yeah hell yeah i bet you it's not gonna cost 150 probably not was this before or at, was did linda hamilton already do terminator at this point 
I don't know. I feel like Terminator happened after. It could have. Completely different roles. Yes. So yeah, number four. Oh, okay. We're mo- moving. Cheers. On. Cheers. Well, I mean, you literally just said everything. There's no point in me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Saying anything. Number three. This is probably the most recent movie on my list. It it 100% is. We're going with the little pale girl and Jonathan. I say Jonathan's pretty creepy as as well. Terrifier 2. 2022, written and directed by Damien Leone. Great follow-up to the original Terrifier, which is making a comeback, and it's going to be in theaters. Really? Yeah. So Art the Clown is back from the dead and joined by a demon child. In this installment, they chase and torture Jonathan, another creepy kid, and his older sister, Sienna. So, I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm sure our part three might give us some more information, but is she in his head? Is she some kind of demon that brings him back to life? I don't know. Who cares? It's awesome. There's blood. There's guts. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood. But she is very, very creepy, so... Elliot Fulham plays Jonathan. We have Amelie McLean. Lauren Lavera plays Sienna. Felissa Rose is in this movie. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. She was in it, too. David Howard Thornton as Art. I can't recommend this movie enough. If you don't have a weak stomach. It wasn't that bad. Come on. I can see why people... Cause would be disturbed. This, okay, right, but I so don't... this is part two. If you've seen part one... And, and you, I don't know why you would think this one would be tamer. Okay, but if you literally went to go see this movie, you should be knowing what to expect. But as we've seen from IMDb reviews, people don't expect the right things. I I don't know. <laughs> I think if you're going to I see I feel Terrifier like th- 2. I feel like throwing up in your popcorn was a little excessive. Yeah, they're not barf bags, people. No. Although they look like, like you know, sometimes you get, like, the popcorn bags. looks like the ones that, sh- like, are in the airplanes and stuff. But They still have those, by the way. Yeah. They don't say barf bags on them anymore. They, they, it's just <laughs> completely blank. Yep, that's it. Yeah. All right. Number three? Yep. Number three. So on June 6th at 6 a.m. in Rome, Damien Thorne was born. 1976. Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. Damien, oh, oh, Damien. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it's classic. I did like the remake. Um, the remake was really good. The, the remake was really good, but I, I feel like I had to go OG with this one. Oh, no, this, this um, movie is classic. So Kathy gives birth to a baby boy. The baby, unfortunately, dies. Yes. So... He decides, I'm not going to tell my wife. And does the whole, like a whole like bait and switch kind of thing. And it's like, here's your newborn son. And we'll name him Damien. Okay. Uh, I'm sure back in the day that was a nice name. It was probably fine. Now it's like naming your daughter Karen. <laughs> so Kathy doesn't know anything. Things are fine for like five years. And then he gets his new job. He becomes the American diplomat to London. Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And mysterious things start to happen. At his fifth birthday, 
all of a sudden a Rottweiler shows up and his nanny decides it's all for you and hangs herself in front of everybody, which that scene was awesome. And that was also on Shudder's like, top scariest moments. And I love how she, she like hung herself and then like smashed yeah. into the, like, the window. That was well played. That was awesome. Of course, like the, fa- the, the, the priest keeps saying, hey, your son is the fucking devil. Uh, you need to kill him. Here's some sacrificial yeah. knives. <laughs> Although that that guy also awesome kill scene with like the lightning rod like oh yeah down on the yeah that was pretty cool too a head decapitation scene yeah yeah great movie this was apparently like one of the highest like it was the highest paid film for him because he got paid like a quarter of a million dollars plus like ten percent of oh, like movie revenue wow great soundtrack great score. The ending is is really good too. Like at the at the funeral when he's oh, with like the president and the first lady. Creepy. He got exactly yes. what he wanted. Oh, he did. Well, because I mean, um, his his father was going to be a presidential candidate if he didn't start yeah. fucking around and learning about the devil. This is true. Damn it, Gregory Peck. I think if your kid is born with a six 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 tattoo, you should probably baptize him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you should have known something was wrong when you tried to go to church and then he flipped his shit. I mean, I get it. Who wants to wake up early on a Sunday, you know? That's true. I mean, I probably flipped my shit too. Yeah. Okay. Number two. We're going with Damien Thorne. Drink! Cheers. 1976, you pretty much said it all. Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, you forgot David Warner, who plays a photographer in this great fucking Joel. He was fantastic in that, too. Yeah. Yeah, he lost his head a little bit, you know, going crazy and whatnot. But, like, at the beginning, when when he accidentally... Get it, get it. But, like, when, right after, like, the nanny, like, hung hung herself, and he knocked, like, the camera, like, out of his... Oh, send me the bill, send me the bill. He's like, let's just say you owe me. So Robert Thorne is a successful politician with presidential ambitions and his wife Catherine are having a baby. Unfortunately, the baby dies at birth, but lucky for him, some shady doctors and a priest are willing to do the old switcheroo. And they end up with Damien. He's a cute kid who just happens to be surrounded by death and carnage. So a lot of the things that happened in this movie weren't really caused by Damien, or were they? You know? Yeah, true. I get Because Damien is basically the opposite of Jesus. Yeah. Like, he's born on this planet so that the devil can come. So he's not the devil. He's just the devil's son. Yeah. You know? Crack a baby's skull open. Have a woman get fucked by a jackal. You know? (laughs) They're all normal things. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. So my number two. I have a question for you, Mike. Yes, Jeremy. What would you do if your class rival won the penmanship award instead of you? Stab him with a pen? I mean, you could do that, I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> okay. All right. So clearly you haven't seen this movie. We're going way back. We're going back to 1954. That was quite a while ago. This, I, I saw this on a few lists and I was just like, okay, like, I'll give it a try. This movie is amazing. The Bad Seed, 
wrote a penmark so good. So essentially, Colonel Ken Penmark and Christine, played by Nancy Kelly, they're a wealthy couple, married couple. In they call it an apartment, but it basically from the inside looked like it would be like a brownstone or some right. shit like that. But he, Colonel, is transferred to Washington D.C., leaving Christine with daughter Rhoda and landlord. I think it's Monica or something like that. Uh, but anyway, so Rhoda, she's like this primp girl with like pigtails. She's very polite and all this stuff. But she's not. So at the beginning, she leads and complains that she lost the penmanship contest to Clyde Daigle. That bastard. And she wrote way better than he did. I hope she didn't say that. I wrote way better than him. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. Uh, but at a school picnic, it, the Christine, the mother, drops her off at, at the school picnic and... She hears on the radio that a child has drowned at the school picnic. Uh-oh. Long story short, you know, she's, like, things are uncovered about uh, Christine, the mother's past. She has, you know, it seems like she has this perfect life, but her dad comes over and it gets uncovered that she's adopted and her past isn't exactly what her past is. And she's starting to realize that, like, her daughter's a psychopath. And wants to know, okay, is is it a product of environment or is it a product of, you know, hereditary, you know, type shit? The acting in this movie is so good. So good. The mother of the kid that drowned, you know, has to act drunk. Like, she basically, like, her kid's drowned, so she would come up to this lady's house and, like, she's, like, freaking absolutely amazing. Um, it's kind of a hard movie to find. I actually, I had to rent it on YouTube because it's not really anywhere else. I'm going to go with, you said nature or nurture. I'm going to go with the hereditary thing on this one because it's called the bad seed. Well, yeah. So I'm guessing the sperm she received was sour. Yeah, but it. I suggest pineapple juice. Pineapple juice? Pineapple juice. But yeah, really, really, really good movie. Like I said, the acting is excellent. Just, I, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. It's it's old. If I'm telling you, I'm I'm starting to watch a lot more black and white movies from like the 50s and 60s, just because I'm I'm intrigued as to how like movies and effects were done back then. Yeah, uh, like the editing and shit like that. But so good, so good. Okay, so here is number one. Now I had to pick this one because. It came out in the year of our birth, good old 19, 2000, because <laughs> we're, we're, we're very young. We're, we're crisp young 23-year-olds, apparently, now. Uh, no, okay. just kidding. 1981, Curtis, Stephen, and Debbie. We've got three creepy kids in this movie. Possibly a fourth, but the other kid, he's, he's a nice guy. He just hangs out with these assholes sometimes. Bloody birthday. So these three children are all born during the height of an eclipse that causes them to be inseparable little shits. This movie is almost a straightforward, typical 80s slasher. I mean, it's got everything. Like, it's got awesome kills. It's got 
Julie Brown. Downtown Na- Julie Brown? Naked? No, not downtown Julie Brown. West Coast Julie Brown. Damn it. Different Julie Fuck. Brown. The, the, uh, okay. She was in the Revenge, like the five foot two chicks. She played <laughs> She played Tanya, Tanya Harding and Lorena Bobbitt. She's wicked funny. She she's a yeah, she's a comedian, she's a writer. Anywho, so it's basically like seriously, like if you swapped out the kids and put in a masked killer, it is just like any awesome 80s slasher movie. Except the fact that you know who the killer is and it's three little kids. Uh yeah, good kill suspense and for a quarter you can peep on Julie Brown changing. Okay. I, I don't think I've... highly recommend this movie. It is on Tubi. What was it called again? Bloody Birthday. Not, Bloody not Birthday. Not to be confused with 1981's Happy Birthday to me. It had That has like yeah. the, the skewer going into the dude's mouth. He's like, ah! Yeah. But I don't think it even features a skewer killing. And it's like... I don't think John will ever have kebabs again. <laughs> no, this is different. Same movie, same same movie, same year about birthdays. They actually, I think it was going to be called Happy Birthday or some shit like that, but they had, had to change it to Bloody Birthday because of the similarities. But, yeah, these kids are little shits. Wow, okay. I was not expecting that for a number one. Great movie. What were you expecting so I... for number one? Well, uh, clearly, I went basic bitch for my number one. Surprise, surprise! I, I, it's a fantastic movie, and we have a new one coming this year. Number one. Um, I went 1973's Exorcist in Reagan McNeil. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think she was creepy though. I, think I mean, she was Satan, or she not? She wasn't, wasn't Satan, but she was. Satan. She was. She wasn't Satan, uh, but she was possessed. She was cock statue person. Yeah. <laughs> She Pazuzu. told her mother Pazazu? Pazazu. <laughs> She told her mother to suck cocks in suck hell. Cocks I mean hell. Do, you, do you remember remember when we went to see oh, was it the twenty fifth anniversary in the theater? Yeah. You and you and I went to see that and then some dude brought his infant. Yeah, people are dumb. Do you have to pay for a baby to get into the theater? I don't think so. I would hope not. Well actually for that douche, I hope he did. Yeah, I hope he paid. Yeah, 1973, The Exorcist, Reagan McNeil, Linda Blair. You know, her mother is a Hollywood actress shooting a movie called Crash Course. Uh, she rented a brownstone. There's some noises in the attic that she thought were just rats. Apparently, no, it was Pizzazzu, Pizzazz, Razzmatazz. No. Um, long story short, obviously, Linda Blair is possessed and spews pea soup into Father Karras's face. Which apparently he wasn't expecting because, like, the, the hose was, like, lined up wrong. It was supposed to hit him in the chest. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's iconic. Not much not much else I can, I can really say. I'm really looking forward to the new one that's coming out. I'm not sure when it's coming out. But Ellen Burstyn is going to be in it. So it's going to be the first time she's been in the movie since the original. No shit. Father Marin, played by Max von Sydow. Yes. That's worthy uh, of a mention. Yep, uh, Jack Nicholson was actually reached out to play Father Karras, but was deemed too unholy to play a priest. Nice. I mean, to be fair, he looks like a crazy person. He is a crazy person. He totally is and a he's crazy awesome. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's awesome. Yeah, and he's awesome. I mean, if he wasn't a Lakers fan, we'd be best friends. 
get out of Linda Blair's body. The power of Christ compels you, Sparky. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how it would go. Yeah. Uh, and so. then he'd play some Prince song and dance off stage. <laughs> I was listening to the Batman soundtrack the other day. Of course you were. Pardon me. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't even know that was Prince. I didn't either. I had it on a cassette, like I recorded it from the movie. Trust. Not my favorite Prince album. No, but it's entertaining anyway. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, that pretty much does it up. We're actually going to be steamrolling a bunch of episodes coming out. Very excited. The next one, next tangent, actually has is kind of similar to this one. You could say they're bedfellows, if that's a thing that you say. Weirdo. Somebody says it somewhere. Um, let's see. Fan feedback. Marie Entright. Marie Enright suggested poltergeist. And I can only imagine that they meant Carol Ann. Yeah. They're most here. Uh Andrew Nash said Damien Thorne. I was never a hundred percent convinced that that kid wasn't in on it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had some knowledge of it, at least, because, you know, he gives you those eyes at the end, like, and you, I could almost hear the curb and your enthusiasm, like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I got one from TikTok. It was from Daddy Dreet. Uh, said he liked Ginger and the Snaps. Ginger and the Snaps. Now, that is a cool band name, let me tell you. So, if you want to suggest a movie or a tangent or anything else, maybe a stupid video or a challenge for us to do, reach out to us at fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube. Yeah, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on New Spotify, which is formerly Anchor. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh Google Podcast, Stitcher, Deezer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're on the prescribed uh, film podcast network, the PFPN. So yes, check out all those other people on there as well. All those other people. Yes, uh, Attack of the Killer podcast is pretty good. Yep. We're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Instagram, Fans of the Dead podcast. We're on TikTok, Fans of the Dead pod. Check out our dance contest from Friday the 13th, part five. Oh, God, don't, Rest don't watch Pete. that. Rest in peace, Ethel. Oh. That was sad. Yes. Rest in power. Fansofthedead.com. You can get it yourself a t-shirt. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.